We all have a voice. With this podcast, we have a platform. We have an audience. That's you listening to this. And you have a network of family, friends, and colleagues. But what do we do with that voice, with that platform, with that audience, with that network? How do we leverage what we have to amplify the good in our community, to showcase the people who are truly making a difference? I'm Jason Gillikin, CEO of EarFluence, and you're listening to Charity Champions, a series that focuses on charities in the Triangle area. Each episode will feature a different host talking to someone who's giving back and focusing their time on helping others. Today's episode is hosted by Tim McLaughlin, partner at Co-Founders Capital and host of the First Check podcast. He's the Roy Kent of venture capital because he's everywhere at all times. And even with a super busy schedule, charity work is important to him and his family. Here's Tim. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Charity Champions, presented by EarFluence Media. I'm Tim McLaughlin, the managing partner of Co-Founders Capital and host of the First Check podcast. I'll be your host today as we feature two charities that I've gotten to know over the years very, very well, one of us, and band together. So joining me are two of my favorite people. I will say that. Sometimes I don't always say it to one of these guests all the time, <laughs> but I'll say it now. So Nisha Dobbinspeck, Community Outreach Director for One of Us, and her husband, Thorne Dobbinspeck, Executive Director of Band Together. How's everybody doing? Wonderful, Timmy. Thanks for having us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we're good. Happy to be here. Good. Well, it's always good hanging out with the two of you, but we got to tell a quick story. So I've known you two for about 14 years, right? And so we At go least. way back before the charities, before you were you were the charity power couple in the triangle. <laughs> and uh, do you remember, Thorne, I'll ask you, do you remember how we met for the first time? Uh Yes. So um, your your wife, Emily, who's one of my favorite people, mm-hmm. your second. And um, <laughs> she came, uh, she was working with me at, at DPAC at the time. And Nisha had, uh, we had just had our first baby. Second. Uh, second. Kidding, Se- joking. Second was, baby, uh, you're on fire second so Second baby already. <laughs> and that was Landon. And y'all came up and brought cookies. And I was just, could not be more excited. Uh, so just so just to be clear, the first time I met you was in the delivery room a few hours after you had your second child. And I walked in with cookies. Is that is that right? That is correct. That is 100% correct. And, and Nisha, do you remember who ate those cookies? Oh, my husband ate them because I could not. There so, you go. Yes, Chocolate chip. Absolutely. He didn't okay. want them to go to waste. That's very nice of you. That is and very kind. Yes. See, the charitable spirit of Thorn is already coming out in this. So that's great. Someone's got to eat them. That's right. Well, good for you. Well, well, listen, just take take us back. I mean, charities in your life, Nisha, we'll start, start with you before we start talking specifically about one of us and Thorn. We start talking about band together. Growing up, charity is important to you, charitable work important to you. How did you get inspired to kind of do the work that you're doing today? Absolutely. So I grew up um, in a household where my dad and mom, when I was younger, put together a golf tournament every year for Make-A-Wish Foundation, and they did that for years and years. And so when I graduated college and came home, I just kind of fell into place with my dad, and we would do this every year, and we had a blast doing it. And then after a few years, they changed from Make-A-Wish to my dad created Golf for Hope, which goes hand-in-hand with Walk for Hope and Bike for Hope for the Angus Barn. And we just have always loved doing it. It's something we enjoy. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy the whole aspect of it. And so when Stephanie asked me um, at church one day, she caught me and asked me to chair the gala for one of us, which back then it was still one in nine. I was like, oh, I'd love to. And um, kind of not realizing how big of a gala it really was, um, was great. It was great, though. So I enjoyed every minute of it. And then, true story, after the gala when we were doing a wrap-up, I 
all, all but begged her for a part-time job because I just loved everything about what they were doing and who we are and, and what we do. That's great. And I've been fortunate enough to get to know your parents through the years and can just understand what a, a, a good household that was and just that spirit of giving back. And also your dad being involved in a charity that also has something to do with golf isn't surprising to me. It's either, not so. shocking, is it? No. <laughs> how, how about you, Thorne? Yeah. So I grew up in Connecticut and um, my, I, to this day, right? So I, I lost my parents a couple of years ago, but my mom would write a check to charity. So people, I always call it time, talent, and treasure. Um, and it was more treasure than anything else. And it was from every 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 aspect. It was about dogs. It was about hospice. It was uh, it was all over the place for war or for um, military. My dad, before he passed, his ultimate goal was like he wanted to go in the Peace Corps. He wanted to give back. Um, didn't happen, unfortunately. But um, you know, I think I just for me, it's all. I've always kind of felt like um, we can all do our own part, even if it's charity or not. It's holding doors. It's smiling at people. It's lending a helping hand to a friend who need, who needs it. And I think that was what I learned a lot when I was growing up uh, is just always be courteous, respectful, and just um, help your community because that's 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 where we want to live and thrive. And um, so for me, that's, it started that way. And and then I just got the knack for it, um, you know, and, and being in the entertainment world, wanting to put, use entertainment as a vehicle to to raise funds and awareness for, for different nonprofits. So- that's, that's kind of where we are today. Yeah, that's great. We're going to talk about a little bit about, you know, the kind of events that you put on, how you raise some capital, but, and we'll also talk about ways that, you know, people can give, give back and get involved without just writing a check. There yep. are other ways that they can, they can certainly help out. Well, Nisha, let's go back to you. So I, I know your founder, uh, Stephanie Beglin. I know yes. her very well. Um, and I know about one of us back from when it was one and nine, <laughs> yeah. but why, for our listeners, why don't you just take us and, and talk to us about the origin story uh, of the organization and then maybe when uh, it was, you know, you got involved. I would love to. So about 11 years ago, uh, Stephanie was diagnosed with breast cancer and she had no history in her family and it just kind of came out of the blue. They had three kids under, I think, the age of, gosh, 10. And um, it was just very shocking and overwhelming. And so she began her treatment at UNC in Chapel Hill and she got there and she was surrounded by friends and family, and she just had this incredible squad with her to support her and be with her. And she sat in the infusion room and basically looked around, and she saw so many women that had nobody. There was no family. There was no friends. There was no support system. Unfortunately for her, she had an allergic reaction to her chemo, and it put her there the entire day. So at the end of the day, when her and her husband were finishing up, there were several women there, and they had no rides home. They had nowhere to stay, and they were just kind of stuck. And, of course, it just absolutely broke Stephanie and Eric's heart. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what can we do. And so Eric, being the amazing man that he is, he very discreetly went around and made sure that everybody had cab fare, bus money, whichever— and so they ended up getting um, a meeting with her doctor, and they sat down, and they were like, this is crazy. Like, is this the norm? And he said, unfortunately, it is. He said, this happens on a daily basis. Stephanie and Eric were just like, this is unacceptable. We have to do something. Um, what can we do? And so that is how 1 in 9 was started. Um, and back in the day, 1 in 9 was the statistic for women um, with breast cancer. 
Sadly, it's about down to one in seven. But anyway, so they just kind of got started. And, you know, I think it became a passion for Eric as well while his wife was going through treatment. And the first thing invented was these big pink trash cans that we have. And we still sell them to this day. And we, we you know, it's our cancer to the curb motto. And uh, we um, just love seeing them throughout the community. It's just a great awareness piece for us. And then as the years moved on, Stephanie basically realized that, you know, breast cancer, everybody's out there learning and researching and doing all the things for breast cancer, which is amazing. Um, But there's a lot of gynecological cancers out there that are getting overlooked and they're not getting the funding and they're not getting the research and the patients certainly aren't getting the support. So a few years ago, we expanded our mission and changed our name to One of Us. And that's when we took on all gynecological cancers along with breast cancer. And so basically, in a nutshell, what we do is once our patients are screened and sent to us from UNC Chapel Hill, we basically are a direct financial impact. We come in, we take over bills, we fill their refrigerators full of healthy food for their families, we pay their rent, we catch them up on car payments, we make sure they have transportation to and from their treatments. And basically the goal is that no woman should skip a treatment because as a mom, you're going to put your family first. So we're trying to encourage them that, hey, we got you and we have your family. Go take care of yourself so that you will be here in the future for them. And so that's basically our mission and our goal is to get these women to their treatments and make sure that they can enjoy the rest of their life with their family. And and I I was fortunate to know, uh, separate from one in nine and one of us, Stephanie and her husband, Eric, and I worked with, uh, I, in my former life, I had a hockey training company <laughs> and uh, was able to train their son, Charlie, and got to know the family without even knowing the organization. Right. But they were always people that you knew were going to make an impact and a difference in the community. They were very family oriented. And so to see them, you know, be at the helm of something like this, I think is really cool. And then how all of our worlds have collided and yeah. you realize, especially in the triangle in North Carolina, this community of every, you know, people know each other oh, and yeah. being able to get involved and work together for some good causes is, is great. It's well, one of the things I love about the community. And everybody's been affected by cancer in some way, shape or form. So it's personal to everybody mm-hmm. and people understand. And, you know, I think that's the great thing, like you said about this community. And that's why we chose to do everything within North Carolina. Nothing leaves the state of North Carolina. We are here for, you know, our patients that in all 100 counties that we can help. Yeah, that's great. All right, Thorne. So so was Nisha just making too much of a positive impact alongside of her partners <laughs> at one of us? And you felt like you felt the need to, you know, jump in and, and, and really, I know you're a competitive person. I played golf with you quite a bit, along with other competitive activities. So, so tell me about Band Together and how you made that transition and, and a little bit about the organization. Absolutely. So, um, by the way, I marvel at what they do. They're, they're true grassroots, and, and the dollars uh, go to just these amazing women who need help. So I love what she does, which definitely an inspiration daily. Um, I, for me, I, I've always been in the making memories business, so it's entertainment. Uh, I, have, I find it hard to sit behind a desk all day. And uh, to be in the community, to be around people, to see people smile, interact is kind of what I want to do. My, my wife told me that a couple of times when she was trying to work at her desk at the Durham <laughs> Performing Arts Center, you weren't always as good as sitting behind your desk and 
maybe was there a story about a stoplight she would have to put up, whether it was red, yellow, or green, whether you were allowed to come talk to her and bother it her? It might have just death? jarred my memory a little bit. I, something similar to that, Some, I okay. want to say. I want to say, but there was a stop sign uh, somewhere in the office for me. So, okay. uh, yeah, but you know what? <laughs> you know, it's, it, it goes to the mantra. What I'm about to segue into is work hard, play hard, you know? And, uh, but no, I, I, I at, at DPAC while I was there, we st- I started doing a couple of charity events on the side. One being a concert uh, at Lincoln Theater uh, with a friend of mine, our, our friend Leslie Rutherford, and and uh, we put on a, for hospice, Duke Hospice at the time. That sung true to me. Like you know, early on, where when my dad passed, hospice was like a little angel on my shoulder. So that was kind of like a passion. Like, hey, let's let's do something to feel good about you know giving back and letting other people have an opportunity to to have a friend, have a have a helpful guider to help along the process. So it was an easy transition. I knew about band together. Uh, my predecessor, Matt Strickland, who's just uh, an amazing human being. So a lot of our, I knew our founder or founders, but uh, Danny Rosen in particular, he was trying at the time to get a, a band together show at DPAC. And so when Matt, you know, called and let me know that his, uh, he was moving on back to the Y, it was just kind of one of those things. I felt like it was a calling in a way. And I was, I put my name in the hat and got lucky and got the job. And really it's humbling because I see what, you know, talk about grassroots, but Band Together is really only two paid employees, myself and the amazing Hannah Parker. And then we have this group of just community champions, um, you know, 20 board members, 60 community board members, and 30 amazing volunteers. And they just put the work in and they're, it's a family. And um, it's inspiring because, you know, you see what they do. When you, know, when I, you first start a job, you're like, okay, I, I can do everything myself then realizing that you can't, you know, you have to have some support group there. So Band Together was a 20-year-old organization. Our mission is connecting the community and nonprofits to the power of live music. We started after 9-11. We wanted to, our founders uh, flew down uh, two of the uh, firemen in New York City. It was it was Band Together for our heroes. I think they raised $63,000 for that concert downtown. And then they got that bug, that itch of like, wow, live music, we can, we can make something work here locally. And then we, it came to this partnership philanthropy model where every year we choose a new charity, a new mission, new nonprofit organization to not only put on stage and 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 highlight them marketing wise and put a spotlight on them, but to help fund and raise money to help them really realize their potential faster. So it's really kind of morphed into this over the last 10, 15 years. And it's a lot of fun. We, we uh, I always say this, but we're kind of the anti-gala, which I love going to gala events, but we put on that, uh, and I know I'm, I'm sure I'm going to ruin your question, anyways. But uh, <laughs> we're 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 called the mullet, uh, so it's the business in front, party in the back. So when you get to our band together event, you know we're celebrating community, all of our amazing sponsors, donors, and individuals who put money in and time and and efforts to try to raise funds for the cause. We put this big block party on outside at Red Hat Amphitheater, and um, it's it's an event. It's jeans and shorts. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we get to let, to let off some steam too as well. Well, let me, let me ask you about this. Let's talk about the, the business uh, yeah. in the front before we talk about the party <clears throat> in the back. So the business in the front, what are some of the organizations maybe over the last three, four, five years that Band Together has partnered with? Because, again, you have a unique model where you partner with a different organization every year. Uh, or several organizations. So who have you helped out through the years? Um, Some amazing ones. Um, You know, and again, when you're raising a million dollars for a chair, uh, an organization here locally, or you're raising it together with them, you know, not all organizations can, can sustain that. So you have to, we have a big vetting process that we go through to make sure that, you know, we're helping out organizations that can then, then, then go forward and make more impact. 
but Interfaith Food Shuttle has been um, Triangle Family Services. This last year, we actually did a COVID relief effort. We've partnered the last couple of years. I'm sure we'll get to that with the United Way, and they've been fantastic to really help us um, really build a synergy here locally, especially with, with the COVID efforts. So, you know, we've had over 20 nonprofits, and last year we got a chance to hang out with 93 for more of a COVID relief. But, you know, had some amazing ones, YMCA, the Triangle, you know, uh, TLC, uh, Tammy Lynn Center. I can go on and on. But it's it's been pretty amazing because you see a lot of these efforts. I'll go back to the Triangle Family Services year. You know, that's an amazing organization that doesn't get a lot of recognition. And marketing-wise, they're 80 years old, and they, you know, some people don't know what, what they do here locally. So our goal really was market, market, market for them, put them on stage, showcase their uh, amazing workers in there that do things below the radar. And they're the angels that are that are inside the building. And um, we actually had a chance to to give them some love and, and you know, and, and some applause for their efforts. And I think that really helped them as an organization. Um, you know, Alice Lutz, their, their executive director, told me that they just lifted them up and um, the, the, the culture was was changed for the better. That's what warms us too as well, because we collectively come together to really just fight for a cause every year and really want to just, you know, bring awareness, bring bring the funds. But these are the people, these are the organizations like my wife's who who are really making this these, these impact in the community. And, um, you know, that's, that's the beauty of it for me. It's like we get to have fun doing it, but then tell their story. Well, I was wondering whether you said bring the funds or bring the fun, um, yep. because we can talk real quick about the party in the back. And so I've been a, I've been a part of a lot of these celebrations and the concerts that you've been able to put on through the years. Who are some of the cool acts that you've had over the past couple of years? I mean, I know them, but I'll let you brag on them for a little bit. Yeah, we've had we've had some awesome ones. And uh, my first year, we actually had Walk the Moon, and then we went into uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones with Toots and the Maytals, which I'm so thankful that we had him because he passed away, unfortunately, during COVID. We had the Mighty Krungbin last year, who's one of the hottest Texas bands around right now. In the past, we've had Hall & Oates, B-52s, Third Eye Blind, uh, Trampled by Turtles, Ben Folds. Um, you know, we've had some amazing bands. And I think really as we go forward with it every year, I like touch points. I like, I like you know, acts. I want, I want to put on more shows because that helps us the marketing campaign. So um, this year we got a little crazy and decided to do two for 2022. And so we'll have, you know, our October 2nd Mighty Give Back kickoff show. That's where our campaign is this year with the Black Pumas, who uh, love them. They're uh, really an up-and-coming band, Grammy-nominated band. And then the, the Turnpike Troubadours, who are our main event this year, October 28th, who was on fire. So um, we're about 200 tickets away from a sellout in that show, which is, I, you know, so thankful that we're having these influential, buzzworthy bands now playing for us. And, uh, of course, every year we try to get bigger and bolder. So I'm sure we'll have some bigger bigger things going on next year. So That's great. So October 2nd, yep. and it's at Red Hat Amphitheater Both again? at Red Hat. So we have our kickoff show, which is really not the traditional outside VIP block party. It's inside the gates, a more intimate setting. We'll have a VIP area there, which will have all of our band together fun and trimmings going on, which I'm sure you'll get a you'll get your free sunglasses again because I know you love them, <laughs> and then uh, and your free drinks. And then we'll have our big main event, which is uh, in October 28th, which is the first time we've ever done a Friday show. So this is it's going to be exciting. Uh, people can leave work early a little bit and uh, have some fun. But we have three acts. We'll, we'll announce another one here sh- shortly at the end of June, or a, a special guest, I should say. Special. special? We can't We special. can't get you to announce it <laughs> right now? Not Go allowed on. to. All right. There's okay. reasons. Okay, okay. 
All right. So I do like going outside. I do like going to concerts, wearing shorts and flip flops and a ball cap, right? And and just hanging out and having a couple of drinks with my friends. But from time to time, we like to get dressed up and have a good time too. Yep. Maybe maybe put on a tux if I can find one. And my wife and I go to get a haircut, get a haircut, look, yeah, look uh, presentable. Yep. Occasionally we do that and we go to the uh, One of Us Gala. Yes. And so I've been doing that for the past few years and had an unbelievable time. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Nisha? Yeah, we are super excited. This year, um, it's a Saturday, November 5th. It is at the Marriott downtown where we have had a wonderful partnership with them over the years. Um, this year, we decided to make it a little bit more casual and a little bit more fun we're going to pun off of COVID, and it's uh, staying alive. Straight John Travolta. It would be hard to ha- make it more a lot more fun than the last couple <laughs> years because we've know. had a great time. They are a lot of fun. Yeah, 10 was last year, and it was Carnival in Rio, and we just went all out, and it was an absolute blast. And we love the fact that when we invite these people and we set these themes, they are all in. I mean, they are in with the sequins and the feathers and the—I mean, it was fantastic. So— we, we enjoy having these themes so that people, like you said, how I mean how often anymore, especially after COVID, do we ever dress up? I mean, we just don't anymore. And so um, we really, really, really look forward to that one night of year. So we're, we're really excited. This is 11. So, and I think this is my seventh, maybe eighth. I lost count. Okay. But <laughs> I'm honored to do it. It's, it's literally my favorite night of the year. All right. So October 2nd, for Thorn, right, and and band together, November fifth. Was that what I heard? It is. So you have the second and the twenty eighth for him, and then if you want to come to all of them, just the following weekend is our event. That, so you know, we're just going to put it all together in the fall, jam pack it up. Together. Well, this is what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out how the family calendar works and who <laughs> who get who gets priority. So. Uh, Thor, do you want to you want to tell me what's what's supposed to happen, and Nisha can tell me what actually happens. I mean, we do have a nice family calendar. It sits in the kitchen that he and, doesn't uh, look at. I don't look at. He doesn't look at it's, it. If it's on my phone or it's not, and so when when she tells me there's things going on, I I really am surprised to be completely honest with you. I'm like, wait, I didn't have any idea that there was something going on this weekend. But um, no, it's it was funny because our events used to be in the spring and summer, and COVID really just threw that whole thing to a wrench. So. We deliberately went Q4 last year because we said, you know, that might get us a chance to actually have a show And since we missed a show in 2020. So um, we're now in this cadence now of this fall show, which uh, our volunteers love because it's not so hot outside and you're not just sweating under the beating sun, which I need to get a headband for that, band together headband soon. <laughs> but um, um, but yeah, so it, it is interesting because we both are, our busiest time or is in the fall now together. Uh, so as long as we don't add, you know, end on the same weekend, we're good. And we just, you know, we just make sure our livers are ready and hey, life is good. And my, gonna... my wife and I are helping out all the local babysitters in the, in the community so that we <laughs> can line up a, a month long of, uh, of, of sitters at the house. And so put that, you need to get a headband, you said, put it on the family calendar. Maybe, yep. maybe you'll take a look at it and we can get it done. Um, <laughs> So we talked about some fun stuff, and and honestly, for everyone listening, these are events that my wife and I plan around every year because we have such a great time, and there's so many great people that we get to interact with there, uh, and it's all for a good cause. Um, we do the networking king too. It, so I mean, this is <laughs> there is just some networking, beautiful networking events too. There are some networking <laughs> opportunities. I will I will say that. But w- one of the things that was really touching, I think, at the one of us, the Rio Gala last year, which, like you said, you went all out, and it was a great time, but. There was a table right next to us that had some cancer survivors that were at the table, and they were with some of their family members, and you played a video. 
And I'm getting chills right now just thinking about it. But I was absolutely bawling. I remember somebody was coming and taking pictures of me. And I just had tears streaming down my face. And they were they were great stories. But I think seeing some of the kids and family members with their parents that were survivors, and it, it really kind of hit home and made a difference. So is there any story, particular story, uh, particular patient, someone that, that, that can really just kind of, um, you know, capture the essence of, of one of us? So really quickly, we partner one-on-one with UNC Chapel Hill, but we also grant funds to three other hospitals. So the hospitals that we are granting funds with are doing the exact same thing that we're doing, but because there's only five of us, we only can get stretched so far. So the night of the gala, we have the pleasure of having our patients there, and we create this entire patient table, and um, they bring their family members, and we take them shopping, and we get them dressed up, and we just, you know, we make sure they have transportation to and from, and it's really our auctioneer, Ben Farrell, does a phenomenal job of highlighting them as well, and we want to make sure that they feel the love, and it's such a fun night for them. But I'll tell you, two of the patients that were there— have been some of my faves. And for Stephanie and I and Liz and Tanya and Robin, we can't really let go of our patients because we all become this incredible family. So I'm still, I to this day, I'm still texting patients from years ago, like, how are you doing? How are the kids? And we just really, truly create these incredible bonds with them that you just, you you know, you take that with you forever. But one of my faves um, was a mom and she had three kids and they lived with her mom, who was also sick, um, in a trailer about, let's call it about 45 minutes to an hour from Raleigh. We would take them out there and we would give her transportation and we just fell in love with the kids and we made sure that they had their stuff for school and that, you know, we had church groups making meals for them and their families. And one time I took her um, home with her kids. We had gone out and just had a really fun day together. And we got to um, her home. And I was helping her inside and the kids, and I went inside to say hello to the mom, and it was the first time I'd been to their house. And I went inside, and they were missing pieces of their floor. I had to take a moment and just be like, wow, okay, this is this is every day for them. This is, you know, so the fact that we are able to do what we do and provide for these women in ways that they just cannot is absolutely just fills my bucket in every way, shape, or form. And to this day, she is cancer-free. Her kids, we see them every Christmas. And she has been to two galas, um, so which is just, it's absolutely amazing. And she just looks absolutely beautiful, and, and she's just radiating. And um, another patient that we're still helping right now, she's doing great as well, but she started baking cakes while she was— Um, recovering. And we have probably had three or four of them. They're the best cakes we've ever put in our mouth. I mean, they're absolutely delicious. So we are helping (laughs) her. (laughs) Amazing. We've started helping her promote. And every holiday she is now baking has kind of created this business out of it. So, you know, it's not just getting them to and from their treatments and, 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 you know, getting the groceries. It's all of that. But it's also making sure that once their treatment is done and they're cancer-free, they're okay, that they can continue on with their life and that they have sustainability. I think that's why we can't ever let them go because we always want to make sure that they're okay and they're doing fine. And they are. They're, they're our, they will forever be a part of our One of Us family. When, I think when you tell that these stories, you really it hits home on something you said earlier, which is these women 
they they're supposed to, they should prioritize themselves and their health so that they can get back to being a mom, get back to being part of a family. But they, if they got to worry about putting food on the table or how they're going to get there or whether their kids' backpacks are packed properly for school, they're just not going to prioritize themselves. And these are the kind of women that you're helping yeah. and helping them get back to being mom, yeah. right? And yeah. um, that that's pretty powerful when you talk about, you know, tell that story. And I think it's just awesome what, what you all are doing. Um, okay, so, so Thorne, you're entertainment guy, in-person, concerts, like being around people. How have the last couple of years kind of thrown a little wrench at you? And, and maybe why are you excited about <laughs> now? Or how'd you overcome the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody has their COVID stories. I mean, with having to change and the the word was pivot. I think that was been the MILF's overused <laughs> word in 2020 and 2021. I'm but, in venture uh, capital. We invest in startups. I've been hearing pivot for a long time, but especially especially the last couple of years. But no, we, we, um, we pride ourselves. I think honestly, and I'll take the positive out of this, is that it helped us realize that 2020 was supposed to be a band together year where we solidified our foundation for our future to help get to the next level, to impact more lives, to do multiple shows, events, uh, multiple events and shows a year uh, to bring more money back, but more, um, you know, marketing back for the community, for these incredible organizations. We have this big dream of, you know, Again, it's it's still on the table of, of building a band together brand franchise it out, have a band together day where multiple cities do a, a concert for a cause. It it showed us that, you know, we rely so heavily on that one show. It's like paying forward for each year for us, right? So we're small budget, two paid employees. So for us, if we don't have that show, we're we're kind of in trouble too. So we had to create and figure out how do we still make impact? Can't have really a live show uh in 2020. Nothing was going on. So we actually um, sat down with you know, Eric and the United Way, who's done such an incredible job of restructuring that whole organization here locally, and um, decided let's do a telethon in 2020. You know, we did a DPAC and at Lincoln Theater had some amazing acts that, that came forward for the Anti-Racism Community Fund. And I, I think, you know, we're really just proud of like we had to do something and we had to make sure our voice was heard and we, we were an ally in 2020. And uh, I think we raised about $400,000 for the fund had a great event on WRL was awesome sponsor for us and um, you know an hour long uh, f- event but let's be honest like the itch for me is live and and to be feeling the crowd feeling the buzz giving hugs high fives and handshakes and um, that's why we were so thankful it was I mean just I, I had I couldn't tell you how much I was bursting you know in, at the seams with the, with just excitement in October 23rd last year having our first in-person concert. And it was awesome. You know, we had 6,000 people there, Big Daddy Kane, Lee Fields, and Krung Bin, and it was just so cool. The night was perfect. And, you know, we had all these incredible community organizations come together for one cause. And, you know, that's what it's all about for us. You know, I, I forever, you know, outside of, I'm experiential. You know, I always, probably too much. What can we do? Let's go do something. Let's go do something. So, that's what it, live live events is everything, and uh, it makes memories, you know, on that side of it. So really excited to have that back. And yes, we know that there's still pandemic going on, and we're all trying to be as safe as possible. But at the end of the day, you know, to put on a live event and to see people come together again, it just warms the heart. I remember having my little pod that I was allowed to hang out with in 2020 <laughs> over to the house to watch the watch the event and WRAL putting it on and us having a you know, calling in and donating, but it wasn't quite the same as as rolling up in the little VIP area and grabbing a drink and seeing some 
people you haven't seen in a while and catching up and the whole vibe of, of, of being there in person. Big Daddy Kane, that was a big that was a big event for you and your generation of uh, friends. I, Very so, much. So for, for those of you who don't know, Thorne is, you know, significantly older than I wow. am. So, um, so him and his buddies. What's uh, significant? Uh, well, we'll, like know, we'll, leave, we'll leave something to the imagination, but. Him and his his friend his his college buddies that I've gotten to know very well were very excited about Big Daddy Cade coming on stage. Uh, yes, uh, he's awesome. Uh, old school hip hop for me. I actually met him well, maybe when I had hair. Who knows? Um, this was back in the college days at Chapel Hill at a place called Bailey's Pub and Grill, and uh, sat there at the bar with him for about fifteen minutes and just uh, ate it up and t- full circle. You know, be able to take a selfie with him and uh, hanging out and have him perform. It was awesome. He brought his son on stage and had, you know, had full, I mean, he's one of the best MCs of all time. So it was, uh, it was must see for us in my, my old generation, as you call us. Well, uh, so you had, you had mentioned maybe the last time you hung out with him was back when you had hair. And there's a lot of us in the community that are wondering since the, with the mullet theme, is there a chance of you growing, attempting to grow a mullet now for this, you know, upcoming concert. I think I think a lot of people would be very interested to see business in the front and party in the back thorn. <laughs> Absolutely. It, All for a good cause. I guess I should have read it by your wife first to see if that was like an acceptable thing. But as long as it's for a good cause, I Look, say we I, mean, I say we roll if with if it. You can the kids and I've been telling him to do it for years. <laughs> if you can raise like a hundred thousand, maybe I'll do it, you know. But I mean I'm sure you can, Tim. This uh, is what you do for a living. You okay, can raise well, funds listen. for a good cause. But here's the deal. I got offered once some money uh, from friends to grow it out for a year. I was part of that. Yes, without <laughs> without even wearing a hat or anything else. And and I, I turned it down, a significant amount of money. But anyways, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I could do that. And plus, ah, man, I, it's just white. It's sheet white gray right now for me. So I tried over COVID to grow a beard out. Yeah. Distinguishes off the, I mean, that. Sean Connery was distinguished. I, mine's a little different. But uh, I tried to grow a beard over COVID and- um, I just couldn't. I just felt older and older. It was just too white. Do you think? Do you think I should maybe I should grow mine in, into a mullet? How do you think well, that I just, would go? You could do anything you want. Your hair, your hair grows so fast it wouldn't matter. <laughs> it would take I like mean, a month. Cl- be clearly, you oh, need- I could start in September. I'll be good. <laughs> you probably I'll be need good to have go. a built-in barber, anyways, though, because um, yeah, for anybody who doesn't realize this, so Tim's famous with his hair, and that I mean, he even got a haircut at Angus Barn once, sitting outside. So uh, that's a true story. But uh, that's a whole nother podcast, I think. So, but anyways, that'll be a special, a, a special podcast. So, <laughs> all right. So, so Nisha, we got the gala. Obviously, people can sign up, come to the gala. There's, you know, probably limited space for those events or tickets for the concert. So, outside of just coming, participating, participating in the raffles and the silent auctions, and how else can people get involved? How else can people help? Are there other events? Sure. You, we love volunteers. Um, the more, the merrier. We have several events throughout the year. Um, this Sunday, we have our, uh, what's called the Pink Ribbon Ride. It's a motorcycle ride. And we have partnered with an incredible community over there at Scooter's Bar and Grill. And uh, Roger, Roger and um, Peggy Canavari, who started this. Um, and she's also a two-time cancer survivor. And so events like that, we have we have a couple of golf tournaments a year. But yeah, being the community outreach director, I love volunteers. And you can always go to our website and you can sign up. I'm the one who gets the emails. If you want to buy a trash can, I'm the one who gets the emails. And I personally deliver them for you. But we, we love and appreciate the community support. I mean, the more <clears throat> support and partnerships that we have throughout the community just um, helps us do what we do. Well, there was one event recently that I participated oh, in, and just everyone, hold on one sec. 
Yeah. So for those of you that can't see this, around my <laughs> neck, I will be putting a chain, and the large this chain is so says, great. says Poker Champion. And yes. that was for mm. when we had the uh, first uh, one of us uh, poker tournament. Yes. And Anisha... Who else was in that tournament? Was your husband a part of that tournament? He was a part of that tournament. And is he wearing the chain right he now, or am not I wearing, wearing the, poker the chain. chain? You, Tim, is wearing the chain. <laughs> <laughs> it was such an amazing night. We have to thank Beardner Construction. Um, how many times for, did he buy in, though? Let's just be honest. How here. many times did you buy in? It doesn't matter. <laughs> how many times did he buy? In? I thought it was all going to a good cause. It I thought is. It was, exactly. I thought it was okay. It was. So it I, got was a, I got a chain out of it. So yes. I mean, and you get to wear that chain all year long until next. Next year. Well, I'll get to wear it the year after too. Okay. So well, that, and then if you continue to win, we'll just you know we'll, we'll just put your name on the back. That sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> it was an amazing night. It was a lot. Technically, you didn't win though. You kind of lost the last hand, but we're gonna give it to you. Founder couldn't win, so you had. I to got win. the chain around my neck. That's hey. that's all that. Matters. This is a great for anybody who can't see this. Though you you definitely want to see a picture of this, just because you know Tim's we'll wearing pink. <laughs> he's he's wearing his golf attire and this big gold chain and this big poker championship. It's it really amazing. goes well with his hair. It's just amazing. <laughs> yes. So so Thord for band together. How can folks get involved? What what's the first step that they can do just to become part of everything yeah, you're doing? We we don't go unless it's a it, it, you know Hannah always says it's collective power with us because uh, you know it's a collaborative effort for us. We can't one person can't do it. Twenty people can't do it. So we rely so heavily on the community to be a part of this. Um, so we have this amazing group called the steering committee. They help steer our main event, our big our big block party outside. Um, you can, you know, get some information at bandtogethernc.org and sign up or just if you have some in, you know, interest in coming out. We also have day of show volunteers where you get a free ticket to the show, but you come in and you help us. You know, this event usually puts, it takes a day and a half to put this together outside. Um, of the, we close down the streets near Red Hat and um, just have a, a really cool event. So we have day of show volunteers uh, that we love. We call them our roadies. Uh, we get excited. Uh, I mean, there's just so many great faces that come and, and enjoy. A lot of companies actually have their like staff outings out there and try to help us put on the show. Our community board leaders, our, our board members. I was going to say this too for my wife. I mean, we we go as much as our our incredible community champions, our sponsors go. She's got some amazing ones that um, really help solidify you know the need and and, and the, the really give back so much to help us be successful. So, you know, there's three different ways, of course. When I always say time, talent, and treasures, it means you can come in, roll your sleeves up. Everybody brings something different to the table. You might have social influencers that help us promote the shows, help us promote the the amazing organizations that we have working for us, or I'm sorry, that we're working for them this year that we're highlighting. Um, so, and then you can, you know, bring bring anything you want to the table, but it's all about the power of the love, the love and the about live music. And, you know, for me, it's always been music, community, people. And if you love music, which I think it's the universal language, I think most people do. Most people can dance. You can definitely not dance, but or sing for that matter. <laughs> for anybody who doesn't realize this, we sang a Bruce Springsteen song because Tim's a big Bruce Springsteen fan. That's true. And his dog um, was howling so bad afterwards, <laughs> and he's just tone deaf. You know, it's unfortunate. You get you're good at other things. Hockey's one of them, but singing is not, and neither is music. But um. Come together. I think it's like it's it, it's we we band together deliberately. We come we come as a community. We'll have events throughout the year, volunteer events. So this year for us, it's about affordable housing. We listen to our sponsors and we we polled the community, and clearly there's a lot of needs in the in the, in the community this day and age. So, but affordable housing is really the biggest one. If you don't have a safe place to live, you can't thrive. And you know, similar to what Nisha was talking about, like 
we want to put shelters overheads. And we have 11 amazing nonprofit partners this year, which I, if I'd be remiss not to uh, announce, at least at least let you know, Habitat, Families Together, Empowerment, Hope Renovations, Housing for New Hope, Passage Home, Community Empowerment Fund, and CASA, and Interact. So they're amazing. They, they do some incredible work here locally. So for us, it's all about supporting them. We'll have some volunteer events throughout the year with them, market for them. Come on out, bandtogethernc.org, follow us on social, get involved. And uh, like I said, the more the merrier for us. And uh, we want to we wanna party with you. And if you come out, I promise I won't sing or dance unless you donate to the cause. And then maybe uh, maybe uh, you can pay for that. If a it's negative gonna silent auction if gift. It's gonna, yeah, a negative silent auction gift. <laughs> for right. minus $5. If you want to punish other people around you, you can, <laughs> you can make a contribution. And and just to the time, talent, and treasure, uh, you know, my my wife also has tried to volunteer for the last. She hasn't tried. She has. She She's has amazing for for the last uh, four or five years. Um, I'm waiting since, for you to since, volunteer since but. Thorne's been a part of it. Hey, listen, someone's got to watch the kids while she's volunteering. <laughs> so, um, but she's had an absolutely incredible time at, at these events too. And I think being a part of it and seeing uh, the event after you're a part of it is a great feeling. So I think we can, both can admit our better halves or make us look a lot yeah, better. Yeah. Um, but Emily is amazing. Uh, if I can say her name, I'm sorry. Uh, you can. She's okay. private. She's private. Okay. But she's uh, she's absolutely amazing. Steps up and just rolls her sleeves up and does the work. And uh, yeah, huge fan and so thankful that she's a part of it. Yeah. So volunteer, get out. I promise everyone would have a good time, uh, would enjoy being part of either one of these organizations. Um, we're going to keep being a part of them for as long as we can. So great having you on. Uh, and anything else you want to say, Nisha? No. I mean, if anybody has any more questions or is interested, they can go to oneofus.org. And um, there's forms there to fill out. It tells you about our events that are coming up, especially our gala. You can... Um, Register for that a little bit later on. We'll have tickets available, but we are just happy to be here with you guys, and we really appreciate the time and the uh, community promotion. Great. Thorn? Come out, and if you uh, buy tickets to Black Pimmons, we're, 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 we're already going to probably be sold out soon for Turnpike, but you can get, the only way to get tickets is to sponsor that event, but Black Pimmons is that Sunday fun day and, and October 2nd kickoff. Love to see you out there. We have three great bands in the record company and the heavy, heavy opening up for them. So uh, love to come out, uh, come see us, shoot us a line, shoot us an email and just learn more about what we do. And like I said before, um, have some fun and, and it's do good in the community. We're, 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 we're we try to have fun. It's everything we can do. Well, the Raleigh charity power couple here, Thorne and Nisha Dobbinspeck. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today on the charity champions podcast for all of you listening. If you can, please share this episode with your networks so we can spread the word about band together and one of us. For more information, you can head to bandtogethernc.org and oneofus.org. That's the number one, O-F-U-S dot org. Also, I challenge you to make a difference. I know you're busy. We're all busy. We have a million things going on. But there are people in your community who need your help, and there's people like Thorne and Nisha that'll help you help those communities. I'm Tim McLaughlin, and we'll see you again soon on the Charity Champions Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Jason Gillikin with Earfluence back again, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of Charity Champions. This season, we are showcasing so many different ways to get involved, whether that's through volunteering, donating, or simply spreading the word about these amazing charities in the triangle, and I encourage you to take action. A special thank you to Tim McLaughlin for hosting this episode. Best way to connect with Tim, follow him on LinkedIn or visit cofounderscapital.com. 
Until next time, I'm Jason Gillikin, and you've been listening to Charity Champions from EarFluence Media.